0: Would you stand as you are able for the reading of today's scripture from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Indeed, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation, and he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the imaginations of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his children Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated.
1: Well, today we think of the light of love shining in the darkness. We're just past the halfway mark of the Advent journey. So we're getting close. And today we hear about Mary, the powerful story of Mary, and the beautiful words of the song of Mary that are are truly a love song to God and to the world. As I was talking with the children, to love something is to be caught up in something and to have it kind of transform our life. And when we talk about things like that, we often use words like finding our passion or finding our calling or finding our destiny. We use words like that, don't we? That's something that makes our life worth living, something that we give ourselves to. And one of the joys of being a pastor is that you know children and you see them grow and you spend time with the youth and they're growing up. And you get to see them sometimes find that love, that passion, that calling in their life. And then what's really cool is that somewhere down the line, your paths cross again and you get to see the adult version of those kids and those young people and see where that passion took them in their life. A few years ago, I was doing a wedding for a young man and his bride, who and the young man had been a youth in one of my churches. And, uh, of course, I remembered him as a knuckle-headed teenage boy in the youth group. And I was so excited that I got the invitation to do this wedding. I'd get to see him, I'd get to meet his uh, bride-to-be, I'd get to see his family again. I knew there'd be friends there from the youth group, maybe even in the wedding party. So I really looked forward to it. And I was not disappointed. It was a great event. And sure enough, the groomsmen, some of the groomsmen were boys that were in that youth group with him. And uh, they were all grown up. And as soon as we arrived at the venue, one of them came up to me very excited. Brother Barry, they called me Brother Barry at this church. Brother Barry, Brother Barry. I said, what? He says, You'll never guess what I'm doing for a living. I said, I never could. What are you? He says, I'm a doctor. And all I could think to say was, remind me to not get sick when I'm visiting (laughs) this area. And he just busted out laughing. And we talked about stories from mission trips we've been on together and youth group things where he had just been a typical and now he was a doctor. And it was so clear that he had found the love, the passion, the calling of his life and it had transformed him. It gave him vision and discipline and he had worked hard and sacrificed and he had become everything he dreamed of being. It was a joy to see him you know what that is for you. For me, it was education and preparing to go in the ministry. I can remember as a little boy, my father sitting me down and saying, I really want you to grow up thinking you're going to go to college. And I said, I'm not sure I want to go to college. No, I want you to go to college. And then after a couple of graduations, my father sat me down and said, are you ever going to stop going to college, right? Right. But I love that, and it gave a focus and a direction to my life, and I've been blessed to spend my whole life doing what I love to do. My favorite author, Frederick Buechner, talks about the power of love in our life this way. Of all powers, love is the most powerful and the most powerless. It is the most powerful because it alone can conquer the final and most impregnable stronghold, which is the human heart. It is the most powerless because it can do nothing except by consent. We have to receive love in our life. And the story of Mary makes that message plain to us like few other stories in the scripture. Mary. We remember who Mary was and what her world was like and what her life was like and we see how Mary let God's light of love shine in her life and through her life into the world that is still changing the world today. Mary was a young woman going about her life in her world, a world that didn't give any status to a woman, a world that didn't offer any choices to a woman. She's in an arranged marriage, engaged, getting ready to start living the life that her mother lived and her mother before her lived and her mother before her and back longer than anyone could ever recall and suddenly an angel appears and Mary like anyone is frightened and confused terrified and the angel says you're the chosen one the chosen You're going to have a son. And that son is going to sit on the throne of David and rule forever. Mary asks a very honest question. How can this be? And I don't know about you, but when I read in Luke the story of Mary, I find that the answer the angel gave to Mary is just as terrifying as the first part that she asks for clarification on. How can this be? Oh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll have a son and that son will be called God's son. And Mary thinks to herself, no doubt, me? Chosen? Me? From a backwater little village? Have a child that will sit on the throne of David and reign forever? And then the angel says to her, If you want to check this out, go visit Elizabeth. The one that's too old to have a child, she's six months pregnant. And Mary responds in the most astounding way you can imagine. To this most unbelievable news, this ridiculous news, Mary says, Here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. She consents to the love of God and says, Yes. And then the words that were read as our scripture today. Mary's song. She rejoices in her spirit, the Bible says, because God looked on her lowly Mary and chose her. She sings of being loved by God, that the mighty God would do something for her, would do something with her. She says that God loves the world so much that God is going to turn the world upside down in this child she will bear. And the proud will be humbled and the lowly will be lifted up. The hungry will have full stomachs and the rich will go away empty. Everything in this song is about God's love for Mary and Mary's love for God. And that's what drives her to be able to say yes to the most incredible news she could ever hear. The light of love shines in Mary's life. The light of love shines in God for all of us. And through Mary's faith and obedience, the light of love shines into the darkness through the baby that she would bear on the day we call Christmas. You see, it's the light of love in our lives that can lead us and guide us through the hardest and darkest times of our lives. It's the light of love that can help us see the good in people though they're so different from us in their perspective and their experience. It's the light of love that can help us look at ourselves through the eyes of grace and forgiveness and mercy the way God sees us. And it's the light of love that can empower us to be able to answer as Mary did to whatever God's calling in our life is. To say, here I am Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. It's the light of love that can give us a faith and a trust and a courage that will surprise even ourselves. That's the power of the light of God's love in our life you know over uh, all the years of my ministry I have written countless number of words (laughs) and I've said a countless number of words and some of y'all are saying yeah we've heard a whole lot of them ourselves but I've shared with you before some words that say better what I believe than all the words I've ever written put together it's the words of an old song that I remember standing by my mother's side as she played the piano and sang and taught me the faith through music and it's about the light of God's love it goes like this could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though spread from sky to sky. The love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless and strong, It shall forevermore endure the saints' and angels' song. May the light of love guide us the rest of the way on our journey to Christmas. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.